0: Hi, my name is Vanessa, and today is going to be an extra special uh, video slash podcast live that is very impromptu, um, and I'll get to why here in a minute. The podcast is available everywhere podcast can be found. Video is available on LinkedIn, on uh, Rumble, and on the YouTube platform. And so I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. I prematurely shared my screen on something that I'm going to be sharing here in a minute, But basically, anyone who's basically watches my YouTube channel and been following along with like the playlists I put together to include ones called like Veterans Affairs, my saga, basically, um, or maybe if you've caught on Rumble or somewhere else online, I don't know, you're going to become aware very quickly about my 10 year history with this organization. No need to really get into that. But today, I once again, just kind of feel like I'm at the end of the line with Um, the VA specifically Veterans Health Administration. And I'm going to get into why here in a minute, but I actually have decided I'm going to share some emails, some part of my medical record today that's been er entered into that I have memorized um, from some people at the Veterans Health Administration uh, VHA in Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center, because I just honestly find the the statements and the behavior to be completely appalling. And it's not like my first encounter where I've seen this kind of, appalling behavior a behavior I find appalling and offensive. Um and is really contrary to the national propaganda pumped out constantly. Okay. So um I also as a FYI am only gonna be doing like one VA related video per month or a filming session per month, I've decided, because it's just way too much and too exhausting and energy depleting to be constantly like revisiting the VA drama. Um on a daily basis like I was previously because I just had so much to share and it was long overdue. But um, what I'm going to do is I may, because it covers multiple topics, a lot of the things I say in one video may break it up by editing it and then schedule it out through the month. So it may seem like I'm doing more videos than what I'm actually doing. But for sure, I'm going to be doing one filming session per month is what I've decided to limit myself to. Um, no more than one per month. And so this is the one for August, 2021. And there will be one filming session for September, 2021. One day I hope to get to the point where I am actually able to just cover news and politics surrounding the VA system. But at this point I feel like I deal more with my own direct experience than with anything else, because there's just so much to share All right, so um, the latest in the saga with the VA is basically they really enjoy being adversarial at the VHA, Veterans Health Administration, in Louisiana, I've noticed, in this region. And not all the people, just to be clear, and not all the departments. There's one department in particular it's absolutely amazing, and I can't even believe it's part of the same organization. It's so good. Um, And the people that I've dealt with there are wonderful They're doing their jobs. Things are going well. It's great. And then you have other people. And there's another department actually was doing their job too, and they were great and all that good stuff. But there's um, multiple departments I've dealt with. uh, And the first one I'll name is primary care throughout the Louisiana region, which has just been this like total mess to deal with ongoing. It's just been one thing after another. And I'm actually going to cover some of that right now that I don't have in my paperwork because I was meaning to cover it anyways. So some of the things I've dealt with, um, through the past several months that have just led to a lot of problems to include, but not limited to, they definitely have recruitment and retention issues at their health administration, Louisiana. Um, in their primary care, but also I've noticed elsewhere in at least one other department I've identified, and I'm going to leave that unnamed. Um, and so there have been issues, right? Literally, two different appointments in the past number of months canceled because they like did not have anyone to backfill the position when the primary care provider canceled, like when they called in sick or whatever, didn't show up that day. Okay, and that's expected to happen. Like, I get it, like, I'm a, I'm a, um, Behavioral health care provider, like I totally understand that stuff happens. Everyone needs a break. For God's sakes, I wrote the book, burnout, self care for behavioral health conditions. Okay, I get everybody needs a break. But you're supposed to be able to backfill those positions when you're in a sizable organization like the VHA that receives billions of dollars every freaking year. And the fact that they're not able to do that and they have to cancel last minute on patients shows to me that there's a serious recruitment retention issue, which I already knew exists because I used to work for the organization six years ago, approximately. Um, and because of whistleblower retaliation and civil rights violations and other mismanagement issues um, that are well publicized if it, if to, for anyone that wants to pay attention to it, I do believe that's a contributing factor 100,000% to the recruitment and retention issues of quality people and not being able to recruit them, not able to retain them. Okay. So the one first primary care provider I had in this region, of the VA really th- had a high opinion of them, really thought they were great. She quit her job um, before I was able to see her again, maybe about a year later. Okay. I understand people move on. People quit. Got it. Totally understand. Well, Then it just was like one problem after another from there. The new provider that I, that was there, like, it was just, there was just, like, I'm not even going to get into, it It was just not a good situation. So then I tried to follow the provider to the new place they went to, which was the women's clinic at the Veterans Health Administration, Alexandria, Louisiana. And (laughs) literally as soon as I got an appointment to see the person, they quit their job again. (laughs) Like, I can't even make this up. They quit their job again. And I don't know if they're still with the VA. I don't know if they went to a different clinic. I don't even care at this point. It doesn't even matter. So I ended up basically getting another new healthcare provider at that point And seeing that person. And honestly, there were issues right away, even just trying to schedule an appointment. Like I said, one of the appointments got canceled because they couldn't backfill the position. I mean, it's just on and on and on. They literally have... A total lack of staff, basically, in these key areas of primary care is what I'll say, um, particularly for primary care providers. And I will cover this here in a minute, but I just really wish that I could literally be given the cash that's being spent on all this mayhem at the VHA in primary care and be able to just make make my own healthcare decisions outside the VHA because there are some really excellent options outside the VHA and the private sector online with telehealth and even in certain communities um, that are totally superior to anything the VHA is ever going to offer me in Louisiana. That is, I know for sure, in primary care in a couple of their other departments. And unfortunately, because I'm dealing with what feels like just some bad healthcare plan that's not an option because even their so-called community care network, it's pretty limited, especially where I live. There's just a total lack of options. So because of the mayhem and everything, I'm in a situation where I'm basically being pushed out of the VA because the it's just the problems are so significant. And I'm going to go over them here in a minute in my paperwork. And I'm basically having to pay out of pocket for healthcare that I shouldn't have to pay out of pocket for. I should be able to get through the VA. I'm also having to go through another healthcare system I shouldn't have to go through. I should be able to go through the VA. But because of the bad behavior that i've been dealing with the the lack of advocacy the adversarial behavior the choice to work against me and not with me to obtain the most basic health care i'm being left with no other option and for those of you that are veterans that are watching this i would just like to know are you experiencing this type of behavior think about it when you're watching this video in your region of the country with your vha veterans health administration um please let me know i really really would like to know Of course, no, everything you say is totally public. Um, Nothing's private. And so please keep that in mind with your commentary and whatnot. I was trying to find a banner to put up about VHA, Veterans Health Administration, but I can't find. So anyways, whatever. But yeah, I would like to know, because I heard from one veteran and it sounded like that in their region of the country, it is a way better situation with primary care in some of the other departments than it is here in Louisiana. And so, and when I call the White House hotline, like the people, I can't even believe that the people that work there are hired by the VA, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, because they're so nice, 99% of them. And they're so, like, they actually seem to really care. And they're really wanting to advocate. Most of them seem to want to advocate for veterans and to really help you out. And that is not what I see here in Louisiana in primary care and with um, a couple of their other departments. And once again, one of the departments I've dealt with are completely amazing. A couple of departments are pretty great, um, but there's some departments that are just a a sloppy hot mess. And it's just like, oh my God, what is going on? Okay, so um, I'm going to go ahead and get to it. So in one... (sighs) Okay, let's see these emails I'm looking at. Okay, so in one email that was sent to me where I'm inquiring about why have I not received um, basically the medical service that was placed in as order by my primary care provider at the time and, you know, that I was requesting and and what's most upsetting is this is a part of a well-established pattern of behavior too where they will literally, they have literally the VHA in Louisiana blown me off, totally ignored me, like with medical requests that were totally legal and legitimate and just won't even tell me they denied the request. They won't even tell me. I literally have to reach out to them to find out. I literally had an appointment um, canceled by Premier Care, um, and that was at a local clinic here that belongs to the VA and I received a letter in the mail auto-generated. No one called me, no one emailed me, no one followed up with me, nothing. They just canceled it because they couldn't backfill the appointment. I later found out, but I had to reach out and find that out. And that is a part of the part of the problematic behavior that I've been dealing with for months now at the Veterans Health Administration VHA in Louisiana with some of their departments, namely primary care and a couple of departments that interact with primary care they literally just have no regard or consideration in some cases for me as a patient in the most basic common courtesy kind of ways and being someone that is involved in other people's healthcare services through the many years I've been doing this. I know that's unacceptable and I'm so appalled by it. Okay. So I received this email after reaching out to one of the departments and they basically said, I'm censoring, redacting some of this for my own privacy. Authorization entered by your provider, not approved. Your a provider can appeal this decision to the chief of staff if appropriate. You can ask your provider about this process if needed. Thank you in advance. Okay, so I have a lot of issues with that email right there. Um, the fact is this is a part of well-established behavior I've seen at the VHA in Louisiana where they'll just... A, not tell you something's been denied till you reach out. I reach out, found out it was denied. And then instead of helping me, instead of helping to advocate for the patient, which was me in this case, they just totally, dis- very dismissive, blow me off, giving me the runaround, and very disempowering to me as the patient. Like this is behavior that I really question the ethics of because everything I've ever learned in my own training has taught me that you advocate for the best interest of the person that you are working with. And these people are in the healthcare profession at the Veterans Health Administration, VHA. You would think that that would be a priority and a consideration, but for some reason, it never is in this region of the country with primary care and a couple of the other departments I've been dealing with. Okay. And this just happened in the last number of days. This message I just read, the censored version of it, August 11th, 2021. All right. 8.13 a.m. Central Standard Time. All right. So that's, that's message one. So we got that out of the way. Message two, August 12th, 2021, 8.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. So at this point, this department has found out that I'm advocating for myself and I'm not going to just let this go. So they go ahead and send me another message and they say, you know, this was reviewed by clinical blah, 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 in conjunction with VA guidelines and criteria for use if applicable. If the decision by blah, 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 not is not acceptable, there is an appeal process the provider can initiate again, giving me the runaround and not being empowering to the patient. And that's unacceptable. So then I don't even know what date this email is. It might be the same day. I'm not sure. But this came from primary care department um, in the uh, Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Okay. One of the primary care departments I was dealing with. All right. And so the person tells me that basically they were told to tell me because you just got to love the lack of communication from the healthcare provider to the patient. Right. Just like. We're not going to communicate because we're the VA. We do what we want. And I'll be honest with you. I just want to be clear. There are people in the VA that do an exceptional job. And I've met and worked with some of them. And some of them are currently involved in my health care. And to you, I thank you for your service as a health care provider and doing your job, which is more than I can say for some of these other people in the VHA Louisiana region of this country in the Veterans Health Administration, okay? But... For those that are not, you should be ashamed of yourself, but I know you're not because you have no shame. All right. So um, basically, provider states will not be placing an appeal with the chief of staff um, that it was denied the order that was put in and that this, it will not be appealed, this decision. Okay. And then they go on to make a false statement about like something what in my medical record, which they clearly didn't read my medical record. <laughs> oh my god didn't read my medical record and so this and then this just kind of ensues into chaos from here because well I'll get into it so I wrote this letter and I sent it after dealing with mayhem and drama for the last two business days now I think it was last Friday and then this Monday I've been dealing with this drama if I remember correctly, and it's all over. You would not believe the most simplistic, basic healthcare stuff. Okay. This is not like high level here. What I'm dealing with, like, this is not a high level. This is like a low threshold level issue. And, and this is part of a pattern of behavior I've been dealing with, with veterans health administration. It's well-established this point in this region of the country, trying to access the most basic, minuscule, minute, healthcare. And I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. So I wrote this letter after talking to a number of people today and getting the run and having my day interrupted and my time sucked up once again by the VHA people. And I sent it to, well, I'll read it. I've redacted very little of it because I haven't needed to redact much of it. Um, okay. So it's, oh, Oh hey Dwayne, um, yeah, I'm going on my tirade over here. So feel free to comment, and you can go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and add add whatever you have to add. In fact, i do well. You can join me if you want. If you're watching Dwayne, you can literally join me. Like I'll I'll zoom you right on on. I actually have an invite link I can just give you, and you can just give me your two cents on the situation because I'd love to. Love to talk. In fact, I'm going to see if I can chat with you, if I can chat with you um, in real time and send you this link. All right. I'm messaging Dwayne right now um, I need to see if he wants to hop on here with me to, to share his own thoughts because I'm sure he has thoughts. Um, okay, Dwayne, don't know if you're watching this, but I went, ahead, I went ahead and sent you the link in real time on LinkedIn. So go ahead and you're going to hop on here and join me if you want um, to give me your thoughts. In the meantime, I'm going to start reading my letter that I've blasted out to everyone and their mother over there at the VA. Okay. All right. Looks like you saw my message. All right, so I'm gonna read this in real time. Well, I'm sure I might wait for Dwayne to show up so that he can hear all of it. Oh, so good, so good. Just water. All right, um, all right, right there. All right. Well, while I'm waiting, I'm gonna go start reading. To whom it may concern, this is Vanessa Lack. I've sent this to the patient advocate and to all other relevant parties in seeking to elevate this message out of the local VA above all VA management at Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center. Um, I've noticed what is clearly a well-established pattern of behavior of dismissive and adversarial behavior from people working in primary care and then two other departments which will remain unnamed in the, in this Louisiana region of the VA. Um, I'm still seeking basically to have this medical service provided, this need met um, and I'm dealing with well-established established pattern of behavior of dismissiveness. It is Um, Dwayne, I messaged you on your LinkedIn, um, the, the link. So I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, you did. Okay. Let's see. It is clear that this, oh, oh, there you are. Hey, Dwayne, let me go ahead and do something that's a little bit better with the setup here. Oh, that's not so good with this, the view. Okay, let me take off my banner here. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay,
0: good. Okay, yeah, I can hear you. All right. All right, let me, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, Let's see. All right, let's see. All right, all right. Private chat brands. Um, dinners. All right, let me see. We're. I'm trying to like show our names here. I normally don't even do that because I always have my little overlays, and I'm trying to like show the people's names.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to make those overlays in Canva for the past.
0: How's few years. it going with you? <laughs>
1: Everything is good. Just uh, been busy. I was actually, uh, my wife said, are you headed to the gym? And I, I took a nap and I was like, yeah. Then I was like, let me check a couple of emails. And I was like, oh man, she's live. So, you know, I had to, I had to respond.
0: Okay. I can't get the names, but for those of you watching, anyone who watches this, I'm basically going to have to edit this because it's like so many interruptions and stuff I've done, but I'm used to editing stuff. So it's fine. But, um, so this is Dwayne. Okay. To tell them about your YouTube channel that you have so you can introduce yourself. I don't have the correct overlay, so we're just going to have to wing yeah. it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Dwayne Kimble. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, my name, Dwayne Kimble, D-W-A-Y-N-E, Kimble, K-I-M-B-L-E. Uh, I'm the owner of KMD89, a VA claims consulting. leave no vet be- behind, and also I'm a United States uh, Army veteran. I do apologize for my attire. Uh, like I said earlier, I was uh, headed to the gym and checking a couple of emails and i saw you on so i definitely uh wanted to uh support uh but my videos i educate veterans on the uh va disability compensation claims uh process so they may be able to maximize their benefits from being educated uh on the process and to alleviate uh that frustration
0: got it Okay, I found the display name, so your name and mine are fine displayed. Figure that one out. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go back and read this letter. So, Dwayne, it's pretty scathing, and I would love to hear your thoughts. That's actually why I messaged you on LinkedIn, because I wanted to know your experiences about, to, just to be clear, what I messaged Dwayne on LinkedIn so everyone knows the question before he answers it, before I read this letter, is I was trying to find out, does Dwayne receive, because he's a veteran, does he receive any health care of any kind of any sort in his region of the country because um, I know he's in a different for sure region than me and I was wondering if he had or if he had and how long ago was it last he received it and if he had at all what his experiences were with the behavior compared to mine which I'm about to share because I really today feel like I've hit my wits end again um, and I want to keep in mind I'm not disclosing like everything in my medical record or whatever I've censored some of this but like the stuff I'm seeking is really low threshold um, medical care. Okay. It's really basic. This is not for like cancer, not a terminal illness. This is really basic entry-level health care. And I've had so many problems. All right. So today I sent this to all the relevant departments. I needed to see it because I've noticed they've got pattern behavior where they're dodging me, ignoring me, blowing me off. I think they do this to other veterans. And I want people to know. I want them to know that you're not getting rid of me. Okay. Uh, I'm not going away that easy. And if I do, I want to make sure that the public understands the truth. Okay. At least about this region. All right. To whom it may concern, this is Vanessa Lack. I've sent this to the patient advocate and to all other relevant parties seeking to elevate this message out of the local VA above all VA management, Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center. I've noticed what is clearly a well-established pattern of behavior of dismissive an adversarial behavior from people working in primary care to other departments. I'm censoring in this Louisiana region of the VA. I am still seeking basically to meet a specific healthcare need, um, and I'm dealing with a well-established pattern of behavior of dismissiveness. It is clear that this region of the VHA in the primary care and a couple other departments choose to be adversarial in my t- attempts to obtain healthcare instead of working with me. And I want to point this out, Dwayne. I'm gonna pause here real quick and say I point this out because I've been paying for healthcare to meet some of my needs outside the VA, and these people have been amazing to me. They've been amazing. They've worked with me. I don't. They don't take up much of my time, and it's a completely opposite experience 100 of the time with outside the VA, and um and I just think that it's just so con so much of a contrast to what I've been putting up with, um which makes me even Oh, we got a comment, by the way. Um, Paul Rains is saying thanks, Vanessa and Duane, for all of your help to us vets. So I just want to show the comment. Thanks for watching. All right. So let me get back to this letter. Um, okay. It is clear that this region of the VA and the primary care in this other department choose to be adversarial in my attempts to obtain health care instead of working with me. Um, I I redacted a certain sentence because it's private health information that I don't want to disclose. I continue to be dismissed, receive the runaround, and not have all of my needs met. Um, I'm tired of this horrible behavior and is contrary to the VHA, Veterans Health Administration, propaganda being pushed out daily at the National Veterans Health Administration level, VHA, touting how VHA cares for all of its veterans. This is false. This is far from the truth. I fully plan to once again publicly advocate for change, exposing this problematic pattern of behavior publicly by reading portions of my medical record recently entered in by this department and emails written by um, this primary care clinic and this other department at the Alexandria, Louisiana Veterans Affairs Medical Center, the VHA Veterans Health Administration has wasted countless hours of my time and even my money through the past several months due to the horrible people that work in Louisiana, VHA's primary care and two other departments that have worked against me. Whenever possible in my efforts to receive much needed health care, I actually have now paid hundreds of dollars out of my own pocket to obtain urgently needed medical care outside the VHA because of the incompetence, lack of regard from people in primary care in these other two departments. This is shameful. After taking not one or two, but three phone calls today alone, and other calls last week. It is clear that no one in the Veterans Health Administration, primary care in these other two departments or the VHA Alexandria, Louisiana leadership wants to take responsibility and do their jobs. It's sad. It is clear as I publicly stated months ago that there are many people in the VHA that should not be working there. I wish that I could take the money that is being wasted on the compensation of these people and actually choose exactly where I would receive my care. I can assure you the value of the healthcare services received would be higher and the money spent would be lower. I'm also tired of certain individuals in primary care in this other department encouraging me to essentially go outside the VA for health care on my own dime because they don't feel like doing their jobs, despite the fact that I am legally eligible for health care at the VA, and despite the fact that billions of dollars are being poured into VHA annually to fund veterans' health care. This further proves that the VHA is a largely self serving, multi billion dollar, taxpayer funded enterprise, not here to serve veterans, but instead to serve themselves as some, in parentheses, you know who you are, if you're watching this right now. Okay. <laughs> Say, quote, thank you for your service in quote, in a dismissive manner, trying to rush me off the phone line. You know who you are. It happened today. Okay. It happened today in primary care at the Alexandria, Louisiana, Affairs Medical Center. If you record these calls, you would know it. And it's not the first time it's happened at that facility and it needs to stop. Louisiana VHA primary care and two other departments. You should be ashamed, but you're not because you have no shame. These are my words. Place this in my medical record, I insist. Vanessa Wack. So that's what I had to say. I'd love to hear your uncensored thoughts. Agree, disagree, Uh, whatever.
1: You know, I I think um, you you said something earlier about, you know, the VA employees there, they're actually doing – the right thing. And and I, you know, I, I believe that. And I've ran into um, a few that were just, you know, what you talked about just now. And it gives, you know, it's sad, but I think the majority that do that, it's, it's a small uh, percentage, but that just sheds a larger negative light on the other larger percentage of employees that do do positive things. I can remember early on, I would go to the ENT clinic uh, at the Tampa VA Medical Center. Really nice staff. The doctors were nice. The nurses were nice. The individual at the front desk, when you would come out and the doctor say, you know, schedule another appointment, mm-hmm. he would not ask you, hey, your availability. He would just mm-hmm. say, here's your next appointment. So one time I said, look, I was like, hey, dude, I was like, no, this doesn't work for me. I work during that time. Mm-hmm. Ask me, I would appreciate if you asked me mm-hmm. my availability, would I prefer, you know, a.m., early morning, late uh, morning or early or late afternoon? He was like, well, I don't do that here. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So I was like, let me speak to your supervisor. So I expressed that to that supervisor. And she was like, sure. She jumped on a computer. But the the moral of the story is he was still doing that The vets, mm-hmm. you know, because I would go to other departments and it wasn't like that. They mm-hmm. would, you know, they'd like, you know, Mr. Kimball, the doctor would like to see you back. Um, you know, woodworks, he wants you to come back in three months. Would you still like the same time frame? You know, we like, you know, go through early morning, late morning, early afternoon, late afternoon. Cause they respectful. You know, if you work or something like that, if you work evenings, then they would try and get you in, in the morning. But this gentleman, he, he didn't care, you know, he, he, for whatever reason. And so I had a outside ENT doctor and I had private medical insurance. So I was like, you know what? I'm not dealing with that. I'm just going to go to my own ENT specialist. It's mm-hmm. closer uh, mm-hmm. to my home. So I was able to, um, you know, I could get in a lot faster. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, I was um, when I left that message to you earlier, I had an employee. I was filing a claim on the VHA side and she was just, I mean, I can remember going to her like years earlier and I was unclear about the process. So I Mm -hmm. just went in, I was still a VA employee, but I was on the VBA side at the time. And I went into her office and I stuck my ID card uh because you have to wear it, like a little clip you know mm-hmm. a little plastic thing so i took it off and i put it in my pocket because mm-hmm. i didn't want her to know i was a va employee so i was just inquiring about the process because i was unclear and she was like oh well you haven't came in and got a new device in 24 months and i'm like well it's still operable it works mm-hmm. i don't want to come in and and get something to have the va spend this money Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, well, you, you're just going to get denied because you should have came back in. So I was like, you're okay with people wasting money. Yeah, And I remember filing a complaint uh, years later, uh, filing a complaint, and I was I actually at some resolution because I when I called the VA White House hotline, I was like, I knew the person's super, uh, name of their supervisor, and I was like, hey, this is ridiculous. I'm like, you know, when you... Uh, the VA adjudicators, when they're making decisions, there's a 38 CFR that states you are not to let your personal feelings get involved. You mm-hmm. know, regardless, even when I worked for the VA. I was like, you know, I would question stuff, but it wasn't my place. Right. If if the vet met all the guidelines, then who am I? You know, mm-hmm. unless you know you saw something and you was like, okay, this is just flat out fraud or whatever. Then it's just yeah. You know, yeah. but just because you feel you know, some type of way you get, uh, I think, what do the young kids say you all up in your feelings or something like that, you know, then, you know, you got (laughs) to put that, uh, (laughs) to the side, but, and I, you know, I've had to call the VA white house hotline twice and on my YouTube channel when I, even when I go live and I talk to veterans, I tell them, you know, a lot of the comments that I get and I end up telling them, look, you have to take responsibility. If you sit back, do nothing, say nothing, this will continue. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had to write letters to directors. You know, mm-hmm. when I went in for my one of my CMP exams, the doctor he he made a comment, and I'll share with you. He said, um, uh, "All you people naturally big, big." Now at the time, I was you know I just got into CrossFit, so I have an athletic bill. I wasn't obese or anything, and so mm-hmm. I wrote the director, and guess what? I got a response back, but I knew nothing was going to happen to this employee, you know, cause some employees and I even had this when I was still there, mm-hmm. I had insurance on my job through star right insurance just because yeah. I was like, you know, man, he told, you know, told me
0: about that.
1: Yeah. It's flaky. So a lot of people have that. So, and yeah. then, you know, some, some locations, the union <sighs> is stronger than yeah. other locations. Yeah. So does the attitude change? And then I got to thinking, well, If employees have that insurance and it's not a fireable offense what is the recourse you know that that supervisor has when something like this happens other than just talking to them, you know but yeah
0: no i get it i get it i you know you know i used to work at vhas about six years ago and anyways um I I get it, but I I mean, as a veteran, I'm really tired of dealing with it. This is my 10th year of interacting in some way, shape, or form with the VA. I mean, keep in mind, some years, the interaction was like negligible, if if any at all, if you want to even call it an interaction. But I really, like I said in the letter, I really want the money that they're giving these people because they just keep hiring more people to fuel the bureaucracy in my location. They got a new administrative type supervisor I've heard from recently who has no idea what's going on. And it's just one more person in this layer of a cake that I just can't seem to cut through. And I wish I could just have the money because um, there's a really good women's clinic um, where I get my dental care in San Antonio, Texas, about eight hours from me. Cause yes, I'm in that remote location. They're not in a network with the VA, um, but they're really good, I believe. And I would just prefer to go there because I think I would be dealing with people I could trust. And I've reached the point I don't trust these people at all anymore, and I don't want them anywhere near me. Um, Have you guys
1: and- uh, asking them to outsource um, some of um, you know the treatment? Uh, I you know a VA employee yeah. there was telling me, uh, you know, I would go in and get uh, a knee brace, and yeah, she was really nice. And It is crazy because she was so nice. And now I can't even find her. They move her around so much. And the individuals <laughs> they still have in that office, it's just like pulling teeth. I was there uh, at outpatient clinic last week and I was turning in a claim for something. And the lady was like, oh, we don't need this part of the, uh, we got this on file. I said, well, you know what? I'm leaving it in there because it's part okay. of my claim. And I go through this every year that they say we don't have this on record. We don't have this on record. So if I know that, I turned it in, then it's a record. And, it, and then I was like, well, I need, you know, I put in my uh, private primary care, put in a referral for something, mm-hmm. uh, for some shoe inserts. And I was like, I'm, I want to pick them up. And she shows me this sign and it's like, make an appointment. And I'm like, so I'm five miles away. Do you expect me <laughs> to see this sign from home before I came in? And I'm like, and then every time I call you guys never pick up, so I have to drive over here. And so, so you're having the- different
0: problems. You're having a different, yeah. like, different problem. I, I fortunately haven't had those problems. You're having like different problems <laughs> than me.
1: <laughs> right, but you know what? The common denominator is it should. It's a problem that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so one of the texts there, he turned everything around. He he walked up. He was like, "Oh, you just need some inserts. Oh, I'll get those for you right now." It took two seconds.
0: Yeah, but she wanted me to go
1: and make an appointment, and I didn't need you know them to show me how to take my shoe off Mm -hmm. and stick the insert in the right one and another insert in the left one, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was just I was just like she just it's something that just could have took two seconds. She could have got him here. You go went in the computer, Mm -hmm. updated it. He picked them up, Mm -hmm. and that was it. You know, luckily it was another VA employee there. To so offset yeah. that, and was like, hey, I, I could, I could take him, you know, I, I'll, I'll get him squared away, you know. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I had a primary care. Pro- so I'll get to the thing about the outsourcing here in a minute. I'll address that. Um, but first, I want to say I had a primary care provider um, that I saw here locally at a local VA clinic, who I had a very high opinion of a while ago. Uh, I don't go to the doctor every day, so by the time I needed to go again, about a year later, that provider had quit their job and they had a different provider who was not, it was not the same experience. So then that found out the provider had gone to a location at the Alex Louisiana uh, primary care out there, a location out there. So I I went ahead and got transferred out there. As soon as I got the appointment, she quit again. She quit her job again. And at that point I just gave up. I'm like, I just feel like I'm like, I don't, I just, this feels weird. I'm following this person around and I don't know if they're still with the VA or they went to another clinic. I don't know, but they just kept quitting and I just couldn't keep up with them anymore. (laughs) So that was one issue. As far as outsourcing outside the VA, I looked into that. So the network they have, which is basically the glorified insurance panel network situation it is really meager in my area, in the entire re- state that I live in, basically. I mean, I would have to drive hours and hours. And even then, I don't even know if there's enough of like health participating healthcare providers to like even make it a go. And so I think that it works potentially better if you're in a larger city. You know what I mean? Like maybe the area you're in, I don't know. But in my area, and we're talking about routine primary care here. We're not talking about specialty. The options are just like nothing like there's just nothing literally they don't even have a primary care provider and network anywhere near me but they do have I think an endocrinologist I think I saw that so don't need that service but um, that's just kind of an example of kind of limitations but I really could if I could just get the money they're paying all these people I, I would love to do it just out of proving a point I already have the locations and some of the stuff I paid out of pocket for already, even online healthcare services, um, which have been amazing. I'm still receiving some of them because the VA just is not helpful for, and it's real basic stuff. Um, it's like dermatology. Cause I've got some skin issues. That's an example. And I really think that I could do it like a fraction of the cost. And I just find it interesting because these healthcare providers, these, these their medical doctors that I've been working with over the last number of months because I had to go outside the VA. Um they're I never have a problem with them. They're always nice to me. They're always helpful. And the customer service I receive through these companies, they're so good. They say things like, hey, we want to make sure that you are seen and you are heard. Like literally, they write that down and say it. They like will say, oh, there's a treatment plan ready for you to review. Let us know if you agree with it. If not, we'll make sure that your doctor works with you to a plan that you're comfortable with. Like that's the way I get treated. But when I'm at the VA, I get treated like garbage, and just yeah, the, you know, there's it, one department that's really nice. They're really nice. I'm not going to name which them, but they're not primary care. They're a different department and they've been great.
1: I, a question, I know that there's, cause I was at the VBA. I, you know, there was an issue with files being lost, files being blown away. Um, and the VA employees went before, um, Congress, uh, it was a committee, uh, I think some type of uh, committee oversight hearing. And then okay. some managers went before them. And some of the managers, I think, one won, you know, play at the fifth or something like that. Um, but have you ever looked into, I think it's uh, Congress has a VA oversight, you know, reaching out to them, sending letters to not just the committee, but the individuals that sit on that committee.
0: I'm going to make, I'm going to grab a pen and my charger. I'm going to make notes of this. So I remember to follow up about that. What I will say before I grab my pen though, is that, um, I have reached out to members of Congress, but not specifically that approach. Like Mike Johnson actually did help me. And I really helped myself because I was just so proactive with the issue a number of months ago. Those kind of similar stuff mm-hmm. I've been dealing with now. And, um, I did reach out Mike Johnson's, um, Legislative office, when I think about it in DC for this region of the country, about kind of what I've been talking about, about veterans just having more choices to be able to pick and choose where they get their health care. And they have currently, last I checked, actually did some video slash podcast on it, some legislation pending but about all this stuff. And I laugh because, oh my God, these people are slow. Like, I <laughs> looked at the legislation, like, I was learning how to track the bill from like creation to like the the steps and like it was created like i want to say a year before i found it then it took like three to five months to pass it from like political group to political group inside of congress and it just would sit there for like three to five months. And so currently, it was just pending, sitting around, waiting to be reviewed. And of course, now with, you know, the, net, like, stuff happening, as we know, with Afghanistan, like, not even trying to get into that, but, like, we, we all know what's going on. There's always a competing agenda. You know what I mean? And so it's like, while there's, so there is stuff pending that would address some of these issues that we're talking about. But that's the thing. It's pending. It's not actioned. So, but I am going to get my pen and paper and write down notes about your suggestions so that I make sure I do this. So, all right, I got my chargers plugged in so my computer won't die. Got my notes. All right, and you, what, you, you said it was a VA oversight committee. Is that what you said? I,
1: yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, okay,
0: I can Google that.
1: Had, yeah, they, um, you know, and that was back when um, VBA they were having a lot of issues with um, the um, the backlog of claims, and mm-hmm. actually, I saw it on. It wasn't CNN, uh, what is it? it was it CSNBC where they uh, it was some uh, something I can't remember what it was. Uh, another VA employees, it was like emails going around, like hey, check this out. I know this particular VA employee, you know, and we all would watch it at home and come back to work and talk about it. But, um, uh, what is it? I want to say it's CNBC where they televised a lot of the different hearings and stuff. Yeah, and that's that's what it was because. The VBA was going through a huge, it's huge thing about the backlog of claims. So I don't know if it was- I remember dog that.
0: Dog and dog they're- showing. On YouTube, they have some kind of committee for oversight. I'm not sure. It might be the one you're talking about. They really need to learn how to spice up their, their videos, let me tell you, <laughs> because- <laughs> Like, they're not right. doing themselves any favors if they're trying to get the constituency involved at all. Yeah. But it was, like, and a three-hour-long video, and they were talking yeah. about the current, like, appeals process. that I think that – was it AMA? Is that it?
1: It could have been. It, it could have been. It had been some years ago.
0: No, uh, no. This is current. This is current.
1: Oh, okay. I just okay, saw okay. it. Uh, is
0: is the current appeal system called AMA?
1: Yeah. The – uh yeah, they changed it. Yeah, it's – um yeah, AMA, but they, that's what they were talking about. The new uh, yeah, because used to be a call of appeals was the high level review. uh well, now there, the AMA process.
0: There's that still, but the politicians that were on YouTube and they're they were like doing a live, like meeting, like via you know, kind of like what we're doing but different um, about mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the current state of like VBA appeals for veterans and timeliness or lack thereof in the process, like as it stands, like in right now in real time. And um, right. I was just flipping through it, but yeah. Anyways.
1: Right. So, you know, another thing is I, I get emails like every week and a half uh, from the local uh, VA medical center that I'm uh within my jurisdiction and I talked about this on one of my YouTube you now I had a veteran town hall mm-hmm. and I think I was talking uh in the, in the veteran town hall that I had it was live in a, a, a live Q&A that I had I was talking about what about you know a lot, I hear a lot of veterans concerns you know as mm-hmm. it changed to the benefit side and I was like have you know interview elected to get into some of these town halls And I didn't think I was going to get a response. And people were just like, I try to get in there. They don't take any of your questions. These are people at the level that they can actually do something. So I'm like, well, how how can you have a town hall and talk and not listen to the people that you're serving?
0: Are these a town, just let me clarify. Are the town halls you're talking about, are they the ones that are at the facility level for veterans to participate in? Is that what you mean?
1: Well, it's all, it's, you know, the past year's been done by Zoom and they'll say, yeah. you know, sign up for this town hall. Right. And I never signed up for one, so I don't know. Um, they'll have like the speaker or who's gonna be talking and stuff like that. But but it's I but never... it's about
0: the the facility, right? The VHA right. facility. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just to make sure it wasn't yeah. like the visin or somewhere higher.
1: Yeah, they'll have they'll well I think the the individuals are out of DC, but they're on the VHA side.
0: Oh, you know? I see.
1: So they're, they're in positions. Yeah, they're in a position to do something, you know. Um, but I think, you know, we whenever you get a, a new administration, you're going to get a new uh, secretary. You know, yeah. things are going to change. They're going to be like, hey, uh, we can do some things better. We're going to do this. And, you know, and I think that's where, you know, the people have four years to do something and is that I enough time
0: mm-hmm. i don't put Go too ahead. much weight on the secretaries of the va's i just view them as political figureheads because they just get fired every single time one of the presidents leave or before then you know what i mean i can barely keep right. up the secretaries of the v have changed so many times in the last 10 years you know i mean i, I have because i'm heavily invested obviously in the military community but i can barely keep up but um i know what you're talking about i've never been able to attend one it's not through my own lack of effort in recent time like this year um i wanted to be more engaged and wanted to attend one of those virtually i love attending things virtually obviously i'm here right now with you and they they failed to notify the veterans that would have been eligible to attend. They failed to notify us. And um, I had proactively been trying to address this with the Alexandria, Louisiana leadership who ignored me obviously months and months and months ago. And then I found out after the fact, I forget how I found out, I found out online that they had sure enough had a virtual town hall and I'd never been notified and I'm very plugged in. So if I'm not notified, I'm willing to bet a bunch of other people weren't notified too. And so you know, I put in a bunch of... um, reports and complaints about this through the necessary channels inside and outside the facility. And, you know, I don't think anything really would become of it. The new AO, this administrative supervisor person, this person I've spoken to recently, she said that she notified the public affairs officer PAO to do a better job about that. But you know, this right here just goes back to like, I quit working at the VA because I could not deal with the level of just high drama and, stuff with it. And this is why, like, I only speak for myself here and no other veteran, okay? But, like, I just really would like to get a piece of that money that they're paying all these useless people in my care so I can just go and just outsource it. Because I don't want to deal... With these people in their civil service system, or they're hiring whatever, or they're firing whatever, or they're 15 layers of bureaucracy in their cake. I just want to get my health care. Okay. Like, that's it. I want to get my health care. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to protect my well being and proactively. That's what I'm trying to do. And it is not helping my health care to deal with this.
1: <laughs> right. You know, it just sounds like you're, it could be your location. Like I said, I talk to a lot of veterans, uh, every day and they'll, you know, they'll ask me VHA, VHA questions. And I'm like, Hey, I, you know, I can only speak on some of my experiences and maybe what I heard other veterans, uh, say about what their experiences are, but definitely there's enough, I think, uh, so forth as complaints from veterans to, somewhere somebody can say, okay, we need to make a difference because they'll throw up a, a, a huge parking lot. Dwayne, I'm going to pause
0: you real quick So we got another comment. Um, Paul Rain yeah. said, yes, you can listen to the town hall. I think they pre-screened the question. I have listened by phone call. The last one I listened to was about COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I just want to acknowledge that because I put it on the screen. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, they, they put a lot of money in, you know, buildings and uh, I think, Tampa, they hit a huge parking garage, which was needed because you had okay. to park at a, a mall and then get on a bus and they take you uh, a couple blocks down to the VA. Yeah. So the parking lot was needed. Then they had a new spine center built uh, with a lot of offices and rehabilitation and all that prosthetics in there, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But again, if the level of care isn't there, what does all that mean? You yeah, know. no, and I, I think- agree.
0: It's because because it, you can't buy the qualities and attributes needed or skills necessarily just through cash loan when you have such broken systems that are being implemented. And that's why I say, like, I'm just like, I'm just ready to like cut ties and just be done with this t- kind of stuff. And right. it upsets me. Like, as recently as today, I had a VA healthcare worker at the house VA tell me on the phone, basically encouraging me to like go outside the VA and just figure it out. And it's like, then what the hell are you here for? What the hell are the tax dollars being paid to you for? You know, and a lot of this is just, it's like I'm a living, breathing case study on this stuff. And I'm very curious because I will be relocating this coming summer 2022 is what's anticipated to another region. You best believe I'm going to go visit that regional VA to check it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I'm like really like an experiment. I'm like a guinea pig over here. I want to see like what's up over here. Is this just like what's going on? You know,
1: <laughs> you got you're tugging on that, like that, um, <laughs> that on your sweater, you like you start tugging on it, and just keep pulling and keep pulling. But I, <laughs> you know, as you know, as you talk about this, I am, I'm remembering things that interactions I had. I remember I had a shoulder injury a couple of years back, and this was right before COVID. And my appointment was the day they stopped accepting patients, and they were like, yeah, oh, because of COVID?
0: Know.
1: Right. Okay. So the physician assistant, she wasn't an orthopedic surgeon. She was a physician, physician assistant. And she said, hey, you, you got really lucky because after the day, we're not seeing any more individuals in person. Mm-hmm. So we had this conversation. She was like, oh, you know, in order for you to see an orthopedic surgeon, you need to get a cortisone shot. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I had one in the elbow uh, about a year ago and it, it just really hurt i don't know if oh. i had like some type of allergic reaction to it oh uh, but i'm just, not familiar like, with those right Or oh, they hit a you know hit a nerve and she missed the whole thing about it possibly could have been allergic reaction oh like, it was like you have to get it and i said well you know let's talk about that for a second can you show me the va's regulation <laughs> where it is mandatory for veterans in order to see an orthopedic surgeon Mm -hmm. that one of the requirements is a cortisone shot. Can you show that to me or bring an orthopedic surgeon in here and tell me that to my face, but I don't want to see any email and verbally you can say anything, but that doesn't make it true. I want to see in a regulation. Well, i have never been asked that before. Well, with the guy. the
0: person said that to you? They'd never been asked yeah, that before?
1: Yeah. I said, yeah. I'm that guy. I, I'm well, that, I, I, I had
0: the same situation, not the same because your your health stuff's different than mine, but I had the same situation as far as being told by a certain department, we've never had this request before. And then this is what they told me. And I didn't think it was a big deal until now, since I've gotten this request denied. They said, we, we work with mostly male population. And so, because it was female specific, We've never had that request before, but go ahead and put it in. Then it got denied.
1: <laughs> uh, I tell you, you know, the, the thing, it was crazy when, you know, months later when they start seeing patients again, I go in and I see an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. So guess what the first question that when she asked me, she's like, do you have any questions? I was like, yeah. I say, when I was here last time, I was told in order to see you, I had to get Mm -hmm. a cortisone shot. I didn't Mm -hmm. get one. And I asked to see the regulation. And the orthopedic surgeon says, there is no requirement. You just got to get a cortisone shot. And she went on to say, (laughs) she went on to say, I don't like giving cortisone shots. And I'm like, (laughs) well, this person, you know, this physician assistant was just saying stuff. You know, I'm like, you know, then they want to throw all this medication at you. I'm like, no, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. I just wanted, you know, some multivitamins, some b 12s
0: How do that they said, react to you when you communicate your preferences there in that situation? Said,
1: well, they ask me why, and I tell them I don't want to end up in the Betty Ford Clinic. You know, <laughs> uh, and then is I Betty them,
0: Ford is Betty Ford an addiction rehab place? Is, that yeah, what that yeah, is? I think yeah. I've heard of it. They celebrities yeah. go there, right? Right,
1: right, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to take all this stuff. But But years years prior prior to that, that, I was having migraines. Okay. So I go in and they give me this medication. So I went to an outside neurologist and I was a new patient. So they say, bring your medications with you. So I put them in a little uh shaving kit and took them. And the doctor uh took it out of the room. He came back and he was like, Hey, where did you get this? And I'm like, it says on there the VA, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Can I throw these away?" And I was like, "Yeah, but well, why?" I said, "I don't take them anymore." But you know, I, I took them for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I wasn't feeling too good after I took them. He was like, "They stopped manufacturing these four years ago."
0: I was like, oh. "Why?"
1: And I was like, "Wow!" I was like, oh, and, you know," and it was ignorance on my part because now,
0: but why now did they, they stop? why did they stop manufacturing there was something wrong with them what was what was wrong he said,
1: he said they just didn't make them anymore it's, a, it's another drug out there so even it's, since then what i started doing every even my private doctors when they prescribe me something i google it i want to know the side effects you know is it outdated or you know it's not being manufactured okay. you know i just you know ask more questions and i'm like you know and so when i went back and i saw that doctor i was like hey why did you prescribe this and he said something like the va gets uh a discount a huge discount on older medications or something and i you know and i should have asked what does older
0: medication it. mean like does that mean it, what does that mean
1: yeah i didn't you know what after that i didn't ask questions i was like <laughs> you know what
0: oh god not, i say
1: unless it says multivitamin or, and, and i'm good you know, like the nature's own where you can go in like CVS and Walgreens and get. Yeah. You know, but I'm looking at the expiration date and all that. But all that other stuff, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, let me nope. Nope. And okay. is they'll say, I'm taking this, I'm taking that. And even some of my clients, I'm like, it was like, I'm you know, claiming this secondary because of this medication. Yeah. And I'll Google it. Okay. I'm like, have you Google the side effects? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I just Google your medication, migraines, you know possible ramming your car into the brick wall at 30 miles an hour.
0: Oh my God. That is like that movie, that movie, there was a movie that had a scene just like that. I think I could be wrong, but I think the movie was called side effects. Did you ever hear of it in the opening one of the opening scenes? This woman is like having a supposedly, supposedly the way to frame it, side effects had drug and they literally, she literally stepped on the gas and ran into a wall inside of a parking garage wow wow
1: yeah it was a fake movie of
0: course but you know right
1: but you know i just tell even clients i just say hey you know whatever medications you get you know especially for a service-connected condition and you know prescribe it to va google it i even do it with my private doctor i'm like just google it my wife she does it all the time she's like you know this medication that does this and i'm like really let me see that Oh, Real
0: quick, Dwayne, another comment. Paul said, I have one that was on recall for cancer. I forgot which one it was, and that was a daily. Now, I don't know either, and I don't want to say the names of any drugs, so let's just like leave that out of this whole equation. But I will say that I've heard of some different um, drugs being on recall for things like that. And I've also passively, kind of just in passing, seen a load of law firms that are like, call us if you've taken this drug on blah, 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 And so there's something to some of that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, one thing I tell my clients always, you know, they'll say, well, the VA did this, or the VA did that. And I was like, okay, stop. What was your questioning when that happened? And it's like dead silence. I'm like, you have to, just because a VA employee tells you something Mm -hmm. that doesn't make it true. Yeah. ask questions yeah complain about it you know say something you know or you know get educated so yeah you know and i did a video and they were saying oh i i, I talked about how to fail or how to fail or not win a high level review appeals process. okay and I, you know some of the things i talk about is when they'll, people ask me questions they'll say oh this person called okay what was that person's name Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Which regional office did they work at? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What job title did they have? I don't know. And I'm like, literally, you were talking to somebody. You're, you're absolutely
0: you did- right. You're absolutely right in every single thing you just said, Dwayne. And those are things I've had to teach myself to do, to slow down, to stop, to think, and to basically take notes as I'm going along. And I'd say it's really challenging for people to do, even if you're on your best day, because it's so frustrating. It's such a struggle. It's such a hardship. It's so stress inducing dealing with these kinds of frustrating problems all the time that this organization tends to create for people. And if you're not in a good way, if you're not in good health, you know, which a number of veterans we know aren't, you know, it may be impossible. Like for example, I went, I go to my local VA, Alexandria, Louisiana VA on average once a month for a specific department, the one that's great, by the way, the department that's great. And one thing I noticed, my husband took me there this last time was that he was even noticing the visible poor health of the people coming out of this facility and going in, he was noticing it. And I was looking around thinking the same thing that and I remember when I worked at my first VA ever, that there is a large population of veterans utilizing the VHA because they don't have any other health care options and they are in really poor health condition. And this is their last stop before they die. And that is just the freaking truth. Harsh to say it out loud mm-hmm. publicly, but true. It's visibly obvious. And they I don't believe a number of them are in the condition or the health to advocate at this level that I advocate for myself. And I think right. that's also why, like in my region, why they're so taken back because they're not used to it. They're not used to it. They're used to be able to do whatever they want to some of these people. And that's, that's a problem when you're trying to take notes like what you're saying about getting the name, what departments they work for. Because it's like that takes a lot of cognitive action going on there, you know?
1: Right. right. I even – um, The last time I had interaction with patient advocacy uh, mm-hmm. department uh, to Tampa VA, I remember just asking some of those questions, and the lady was she, they got they got hot, she got highly upset. And really, like, well, you're being hostile on the phone. I'm like, I'm just, you know what? I felt I was treated a certain way. Yeah, department you work in is patient advocacy. <laughs> At least hear me out. Now, I get that, you know, they get, you know, a lot of veterans calling. Incoming. Complaining. complaining but, you know, why is it that, you know, if you just you decided to take that job, you yeah. knew what it entail when you read that job description, either on the job board at the VA or talking to another co-worker, hey, I'm going to go apply for this higher GS position yeah. and patient advocacy to move up the ladder. Or wherever, you know, you had to read the job description. So you Mm -hmm. knew that you were going to be interacting with several veterans, you know, um, on a daily basis. So I talked to this individual, didn't get anywhere, Mm -hmm. asked to speak to the supervisor. So I'm just explaining to her, I'm like, hey, look, this is what's going on. This is what I was trying to do. And I don't think that she was, you know, listening to me. The supervisor was even worse. And I'm like, you know, so at that point, who do you go to? So I just stopped. I was like, I'm not, I'm never calling them again because they're not advocates. You know, yeah, I understand yeah. that they're probably frustrated. Yeah. And then when I heard about the VA White House hotline, what I started doing was I stopped giving them my email address because oh. what, what happens is they send that complaint over to the VA. Okay. It has your number on there. For the first couple of times they just email me. Now, in that email, of course, my, you know, my concerns weren't addressed. Something really vague. They And then at the bottom, it says, do not respond to this email. I've seen call that. 800-827-1000. Well, that's just a typical call center. That's some person sitting at home that can give you basic information about your claim. Maybe yeah. not has anything. That, and they can't. They're not decision makers. They can't do anything. So write down, put it in your claims file that you called it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So the second time I said, you know what? I I chose not to give you my email address. And okay. the gentleman was really nice, and he said, well, why? And I told him what happened, and I said, I wanted a call back. I was trying to get the CD uh, with all my VA uh, claim information, uh, VA file, uh, VA claims folder information on it. And the supervisor actually called. I asked her, you know i didn't ask her, her last name because i i you know if i was working in the VA, I i wouldn't give the person my last name but okay. she gave me her well, name. yeah totally. me her, yeah her job title uh she gave me the location that she worked and i was like it's pretty much straightforward i went in the system you mm-hmm. closed out my four-year slash privacy request on the third states give the va 10 days it is now the 21st mm-hmm. of the month so you had enough time I need this CD. I've been waiting eleven months. Mm-hmm. A week and a half later, I got the CD in the mail.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she
1: was really nice, really helpful, and I've had I did a video on my YouTube channel. I was just telling a, a client about this today on December 27th, where I talked about can you file a complaint? Then can you do an inquiry before the VA? And I tell veterans, if you get somebody from the VA on the phone. Things that you do and things that you don't want to do. Sometimes, you know, especially with veterans I talk to, they get really long winded. Well, let me just <laughs> tell you my story. No, you're talking about a 45, 50 minute conversation. That's time that I could be talking to an actual client. So you right. have to be educated on what you're doing with that complaint and what type I of resolution think- do you think you want.
0: I think a lot of this is that certain veterans, like the ones you're talking about, because I've heard like VA Madness, Eugene, he, when I spoke to him, I think offline a while back, he was telling me the same thing when he communicates with veterans that they'll be doing the same thing you're talking about. And I think a lot of it is just pent up, built up. Oh yeah. You know, for maybe months or years, and then they're just unloading on whoever will listen. And that is really where um, competent uh, professional counseling services come in where these people may need to be going to competent professional counselors that can spend an hour with them weekly, just letting them air it all out because that's the place for it, not with the people you're talking about.
1: Right. And I, you know, even some of my, my subscribers uh, on the last, uh, I think last Wednesday when I did a YouTube live, I said, Hey, how many people would like to see me? I only do it once a month. I was like but yeah what, you know I want to get a kind of a feedback on um if people want to see this more than um once a month yeah I and mean, it's not a complaining session we all <laughs> got to learn from each other we got to you know yeah. uh may, what may be work for me may not work for you but somebody mm-hmm. else may had a, a different experience at a different location that you go to and those yeah. things that you know we can uh talk about because it's all about networking and yeah i agree with each other like like i agree you i mean i it, you probably for every video i do i think you're probably putting out 20. you know <laughs> i see it pop up all the time well, just, <laughs> all this information i always look because i'm like man this video and i remember the first video that you did that i watched it was about the va white house hotline i'm like Hmm. Why did only have like nine views and it had been up like a week and I'm like and I I responded it's, not, it's and that pesky we,
0: algorithm but now since I hit I went past uh my measly hundred subscribers which not to say measly if you're a subscriber no offense everyone okay I'm not trying to offend you right. but like Dwayne last I check had over six thousand <laughs> okay Can I just went over YouTube. seven
1: thousand this past weekend
0: 7,
1: yeah this past weekend but you get you put it a lot of good information out and i try and watch and i see um i'm gonna exhaust you yourself. On, on you gotta yourself on that and i <laughs> and i see but sometimes i you know i subscribe mm-hmm. to the channel so even channels i subscribe i'll you know try and look at the entire video or listen to it
0: mm-hmm. why
1: i'm looking uh or doing some work or something like that because mm-hmm. i use i do the uh, same thing
0: <laughs> I do the same thing with different um, video creators. But what I was to say is that I, I, one of the reasons it looks like I create so many videos, which I have in the past is because like this video right here, we're at like one hour, 13 minutes in counting. I'm literally going to, when I have time, so I'm not gonna give you a timeline on this. I'm literally going to do the same thing I do on my other videos. I'm gonna look at the topics and I'm gonna splice it down. And there's probably gonna be like, 20 videos coming out of this because it's going to be by like right. topic, but maybe two minutes because I want the information to reach people. And I know that a two minute video is likely going to be more digestible than the one hour video. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of looks right. like there's more that I'm doing than what I'm actually doing, but I'm planning on only doing one filming session per month on VA topic now. And then maybe I'll break it down to more, but that's it. Like I got to put a limit on this because it is like a compulsion for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I look at videos and some of the ones that are trending on, I did, a, I just did a four part series, step mm-hmm. one, step two, step three, step four on the process. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? What is the first thing that you do uh, when you claim, you know, getting the conditions, do, where do they fall under the five ways to search connection? Then mm-hmm. step two, what prescribed mm-hmm. forms do you need? Step three, CNP exams, you know, versus DBQ. Step four. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between a notification letter and a rating decision?
0: Oh, God, that, like, those, that's just so tiring. Just listening to all right. that, I'm just like, oh yeah. man. But each video,
1: the longest video is I'm looking at now 19 minutes and 41 seconds. The shortest one is 11. Because I try, I'm trying to keep them around 15 minutes because the analytics show how long the average time. And then yeah. I interviewed an accredited lawyer. That video did really well. Is outperforming any of those four videos and I see other videos like oh you're gonna get a cola increase uh, on your service connection compensation next mm-hmm. month you see some of those videos are 60,000 videos because they're talking about money and right I'm like, no
0: no I get think, it
1: about, think think about <laughs> the other videos to even get you to that point
0: yeah, so, you know, yeah, if, you know,
1: yeah. 10% 30% wherever you feel that you fall yeah. You know, it's good to get a cold increase, but that doesn't make a difference if you can't get service connected for anything.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really so. not concerned about analytics too much. I do check on them just because I'm a numbers person to be completely frank with you. But it's just the way my mind works. But ultimately I, I make the videos and the podcasts I want to make. I'm really being true to myself that are of interest to me, that I have a lot of experience, knowledge about, and not just VA topics, but other stuff too. Uh, I'm getting cert. I'm working, I'm getting trained for family court mediation in Florida, your state. And so I'm sure I'll be doing some videos about that soon. But um, I will say, though, the algorithm, and I've heard about this from many other people on YouTube and elsewhere. um, I, because I had a YouTube channel as well, and I noticed both times once I surpassed that 100 number all of a sudden the people just start finding you because they're putting that in your channel out there more. And I heard once mm-hmm. you get past like a thousand subscribers that all of a sudden it's like you're just more popular out of nowhere. And so I think yeah. it's a lot of numbers going, triggering that algorithm just magically yeah. once you hit. You know what I mean? Right. The
1: biggest thing that I look at in analytics is the view, the viewing time. Because um, I'm like, okay, instead of doing one 30 minute video, which if people watch on average of 12, 15 minutes, then I can shorten, you know, pick two topics and, mm-hmm. sh- you know, shorten my research. Yeah. And instead of having one 30 minute video, I can have two 15 minute videos about something different, you know. So I look at yeah. it. So from that time, and then, you know, I'm like, okay, I could put out, more content on different topics, yeah. As it pertains to you know the benefit side, you know mm-hmm. I, you know do I look at the? I think somebody told me, that, oh man, you went over six thousand subscribers. I'm like oh I did, and I, it really I, you know I think when I first started the YouTube channel I looked at it, but now I really don't, um, yeah. Because I, I try to go through, I look at the viewing time, and then every morning I wake up, I try and go through and respond to comments. You know, yeah. fifteen minutes, I will respond yeah. to comments. And if something pops up during the day and I'm not doing anything, I'll respond uh to, to the um you know to the particular subscribers, uh, whoever watched the video, their comment. And that's you know, that's pretty much it. Or I'll look to make sure, okay, did I get I get the get I did I get the thumbnail right, did I, you know, put the <laughs> correct information in the description section, you know, that I'm yeah. talking about in the video. And then I just shared, you know, throughout other social media and just to you know trying to connect with. As many veterans as I can.
0: Yeah. When it comes to the comments, I like the YouTube has the option where you can hold them all for a re- review. And I've been doing that forever because I don't like the scammers and the spammers. They're little scammy, spammy links trying to like hook yeah. people in. So like I delete all those. And anyone who we talked to us before who's uncivilized, as I call it, the uncivilized people, they do not, they, I don't respond. Like, I'm not even using up my energy. I got enough drama with the VA. I'm not going to respond. Uh, they just won't be getting posted. You mean to me? You attack people, you, delete, and gonna, block.
1: Right. You're gonna <laughs> like those. A, a VA. I, I assume that they were a VA employee. They came really? with a huge comment. That's ballsy. Um, oh yeah, and normally oh my I would Yeah, normally I wouldn't have responded to it, but what they said was I was talking about. The VA has these DBQs, disability benefit questionnaires. You yeah. Can take them off the website, you take them to your private doctor. So I was saying, can you refuse a CMP exam, a compensation and pension exam at VHA? Yeah. So you have an actionable and sufficient uh DBQ. Okay. And so I was talking about the DBQs and just trying to give a little bit of information on what makes them actionable and sufficient. So this person, okay. they're lingo that VA language led me to believe that they were V employee. And they said, well, you're compounding right. to the problem. I said, no, I'm not compounding to the problem. I'm exposing the problem because VSRs <laughs> are requesting these exams when they don't have to. And when the veteran goes to that exam, your doctor's information is positive. That third-party contractor that doesn't treat you, that would never, ever treat you, that won't ever see you again, that information is negative, and that rating specialist is using that to deny, possibly deny the veteran increase mm-hmm. or actual service connection. So I'm just saying, hey, make him, you know, be become educated with whichever, whichever route you go. So I, you mm-hmm. know, I posted, uh, I think I I, I took uh, screenshots of the M21. Manual an 38 CFR, and I'll. Oh talk my about god! It it's so my, much my... time
0: and energy you did that. Yeah.
1: But you know, I tell people, and I get good responses. They're like, "Man, the way you broke it down, I understood it." And yeah, you know, I, I went to that M21 and I read it, and I was like, "Wow!" You know. So I want them, and I tell people when I post a video and I put slides in it, I took some time to research that.
0: No, you, you do. Know. You're something else. And you got one heck of a memory about you. I mean, I remember <laughs> when I did that interview, I'm like, even when I went back to edit it, I'm just like, <laughs> like oh, oh my God, like, how does he remember? How does, like, how does anyone even want to remember? be able to remember like you remember? It's incredible.
1: Right. So <sighs> that's what, you know, I tell people and it's all about being educated, you know, so mm-hmm. being able to one, find that information and then interpret so i try to use examples you know like again the 38 cfr the m21 okay. or then i was like okay what other tools i have uh, at my disposal that i could use as slides or information in the, you know particular videos mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of people really appreciate it so i'm like you know you know i want to know okay are people watching it you know and mm-hmm. one of my employees was we were doing a live stream he says you know what these videos if you're working if you have a job And you're sitting there and you're able to just listen. You don't have to see us. Just listen to what we talk about. If you're working evenings or nights and, you know, you're just sitting, you know, watching the computer monitor or people walking by or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you had a free time, you know, cut it on and just listen. A lot of valuable information. I no, I totally we, agree with you. Yeah, veterans, they'll they'll sit there and they'll watch these videos about, oh, we're going to get a higher pay increase. Okay, that's coming regardless. You, know, if, you don't have to tell me, okay, if it's coming, it's a 2% increase, okay, fine. But yeah. again, how do you go from 10% to 100% if you deserve it? I think right. those that's, what's really important, you know? Yeah, of course.
0: Um, um, yeah. But what you're saying about, you know, the information being out there, you just basically, correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing here is you just have to be motivated to seek it and listen to it and absorb it. And for those of, cause there are people we know, right. That are like us that are capable of doing that. I always mm-hmm. say, I tell my husband a lot, especially since I've old enough to see, I'm 36 years old. I'm old enough to seen like the Internet progress to the information sharing and knowledge. that's now out there. I tell my husband a lot like I've come to the realization that like, yeah, the information on any topic could potentially be out there for the person or people. But that motivation isn't out there for everybody. You know what I mean? They can't give you that motivation.
1: Right. Right. So, you know, I, I get a lot of uh, you know positive comments, but I just thought about that. <laughs> and even I did a live stream had a VA employee come on of course they didn't use their name so okay when, when they start talking and in know the comments I was like because I had like a 60 second delay and mm-hmm. I started seeing a lot of people respond to this person so I'm like you know wait a minute so I go back to the timeline right quick and I look and so I just I start asking them VA questions I'm like why is the VA doing this so you know why is the appeal department doing this what do mm-hmm. you think about this? You know, have they increased your quota? Is it hard for you to make your quota? So I'm throwing questions at them. They jump right out of the room. Didn't see them, you know, anymore. So, you know, I'm able to pick up on that VA language. And I'm just, you know, I'm just seeking information from them. You know, I'm not asking them for their name. I'm like, hey. We'll-, well, do you
0: think that maybe they're afraid? Like they jumped out because oh, they're yeah. afraid of their identity yeah. being
1: Right. But that, yeah, but they don't have their name. It's just like I no. Think I totally was, uh, get what you're
0: saying, but I was just wondering the, what the motivation would be.
1: Yeah, it could have been because a lot of people, other uh people that tuned in, they mm-hmm. start asking that person questions. Why, oh. have, this? Why have this? Why this? Why this happened? Oh, you know, I see. I yeah, I get it. They probably jumped out and, and they dialed in on that when I start asking those questions. Um. So they were probably like, uh, "I bit off a little bit more." that you me, yeah you know could see that. Uh, i've been in other people's live streams and uh the, the youtubers they know me i know my channel and they'll post my question and then yeah, i'll get start getting a lot of questions and i'm like hey, i'm not here to take over this person's live stream yeah ask them the questions i'm just maybe providing the answer to to somebody mm-hmm. else's question that they posted
0: yeah. So quick question before I wrap it up, because I need to get home and it's like, I've been in the office literally all day. I was actually working earlier doing some training stuff they need to do for work. Um, and so I wasn't even planning on hopping on here. It just happened yeah, like, because yeah, I was like, I I I said, you know, I, if I don't.
1: <laughs> like I said, I, I saw you, I was, I was headed to the gym, so I still got to go to the gym. And I was like, is she live now? She's been on for like 15 minutes and I just,
0: I just hopped on and And then I had technical glitch too. Like I had myself muted and I was talking for like a minute straight. I hate when I do that. (laughs) Anyways, but, um, I, I was, let's see. I, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was hopping on though, because I didn't want to forget all the stuff that I wanted to share. And I knew I'm only going to do this like filming session once a month for now about the VA. Cause one person can only take so much. And, um, but I wanted to ask, so I heard what you said about your experiences. If you don't feel like answering anything, just like, it's totally fine. I won't be offended at all. Just tell me but, um, I heard what you said about your experiences, with, like VHA, um, as a patient veteran person, but, like, so my question is, do you still like actively receive health services via the VA in one way or another, whether it's outsourced to community care or whether it's inside their facilities? Do you currently still do that for, you know, as needed?
1: Yeah, I do. I I, I do. Because there's okay. still some uh, departments that I believe, you know, like my primary care physician, we got off on a rough start. And oh, boy. I was like, you know. I told him, I say, why? I feel like you're rushing me. Why, mm. you know, I come in here and I'm, you know, I talk to you and you're like, oh, you're got, you got rushing me. And he was honest. He was like, we have an hour to see each veteran. And I'm like, okay. That's a got- lot
0: compared to other like, like healthcare right. systems. Others so is like 10 him minutes. Him, right. So I told him, I say, we got 30
1: minutes. He was like, no, that clock starts to tick when you call when you come back so that's the nurse's time when you taking oh. your blood pressure asking you why you're there then him coming in of course you know breathe in breathe out what do you got going on him typing notes up and then any follow-up they have that's the entire time so i was like okay i was mm. like wow really so we kind of sit there and talked about that for a minute i was like okay well what i'll do is i'm real big on process improvement methodologies. i was like okay how about i just email you what i have going on before i even come in for my annual physical He was mm-hmm. like that would be great and it yeah, cut down the time
0: what i do and i've been doing this long before the va's i make a list i love my list i make a list of why i'm there before i get there and i walk in with my list you know
1: right 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 so i email them <laughs> you know i'm here for this i'm gonna be there for this 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 and this and you know i get my blood drawn Uh, like a week prior um, Mm -hmm. and then i get there i check in so it helps you know so i'm like what can i do to help him excuse me because i'm thinking man only an hour you got to see you see all these vets a day every day so i'm Mm -hmm. like what can i do as a veteran to help him and he's been my primary care for maybe the last four or five years so now that's good let me at least it worked out for you Right. I, I use my healthy vet. I email him. I'm like, Hey, I okay. need this. I need that. Can you put a referral in for this? And so now the nurse, she'll email me back. She was like, yep, it's in oh, okay. like the inserts. I was saying earlier, she was like, Hey, your referral is still good until November. I was like, mm-hmm. so can I go to that? She was like call prosthetics. And then I'm thinking I can just go right over to the outpatient clinic. Mm-hmm. And as long as I get there before four o'clock, because man, you know, them, them employee, government employees, they get off at four o'clock, four one. Oh yeah, the, they're burning rubber through yeah, the it, it, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so so
0: you, so it sounds like it's going well then. So it's you're able to use it and it's moving along as you need it to it, for your health care.
1: Yeah, it, it's gotten better. At first, it was it was rough just because those certain departments, like I was okay. telling you, you know, just those individuals, you know, it's okay. just. And I and I had to take a step back okay. and understand that when I was a VA employee, because mm-hmm. when I was interacting with veterans uh on the VBA side,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, a conversation or even on the phone, it went something like you filth and bleep and bleeping bleeping, you know, it was just like I'm not
0: knowledge. that bad. I gotta give <laughs> kudos myself. They think I'm bad, I'm not that bad. I'm pretty civilized, I'm civilized.
1: So I knew. I had to, you know, instantly jump into a mode that where I knew that it wasn't directed to me personally, because Mm -hmm. it's the system. And I went through that system. You were able to
0: compartmentalize.
1: Right. And I understood what they were going through. So I let them vent that frustration because I'm like, okay, I have to take the brunt of it because somebody else, another employee. You, know, you, seem just- you seem very
0: resilient, Dwayne. You seem very resilient. Because I remember in my earlier conversation with you when you talked about all the stuff you dealt with with those heavy workloads of the VBA, you know, and you went into great detail in our other video, which I'll wink and reference just so whatever platform you're on, check out the description around our heads, it'll show up mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, I just you come across as really resilient because I'll be honest with you, I I'm not that I don't think I'd be that resilient, and most people wouldn't be to withstand that level of stress and pressure, um, for years, which you did. So, you know, in that particular
1: job, I was like, I was told you have to be an advocate for the veteran because the veteran can't speak for themselves. Their paperwork speaks for them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, I went 12 years and didn't even know I could get these benefits. Mm -hmm. Didn't even know I could get any treatment at the VHA. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about. What about other veterans out there? And even starting my business, I was like, you know, I did an interview this morning. uh, I went through this veteran entrepreneurship program. They were like, hey, why did you start your business? I was like, because working in that system, it took me four years to maximize my benefits. Mm -hmm. And I was highly frustrated. And I started Mm -hmm. to feel that the VA turned their back on me. That -hmm. was the initial feeling. But then I thought about it. I was like, no, it wasn't the VA. It was some of the individuals and management. Mm Mm-hmm. That turned their back on me because if you go to town hall and be like, oh, it's about the veterans, thank you for your service. But then behind the scenes, you're saying, hey, what's the status of this veteran claim? We just need to get them an answer. Well, I need more time and more development to do it. Well, we've had it. Well, I don't care. I'm putting my name on it, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I was like, instead of lashing out at Mm -hmm. the system and just like, you know, I was like, okay, let me be methodical in my thinking. And that's some of the things that I talk to my clients about. I talk to my subscribers about. I know you're upset. Put that aside for a second and see how you can maneuver mm-hmm. through this process mm-hmm. based on what they give you. And you mm-hmm. can do it. You just have to be patient because nothing mm-hmm. is going to happen overnight. And once mm-hmm. you get that information and when you start seeing things clicking, mm-hmm. you're like, now I got it now Mm -hmm. I got it. So when I was able to do that, working in this system, you know, I was able to be successful. And Mm -hmm. it just got to a point to where I was like, you know what? I can't, I don't feel comfortable rushing through these claims. Mm -hmm. One, you know, getting quality errors. And two, um, denying that stuff because I haven't had enough time. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it because I went through it and I wouldn't want anybody to do that to my claim even though I felt like some of them did I was like mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that I need to take a step back and that's when I decided to leave but I still want to work with veterans and I was like in what capacity what can I do and then mm-hmm. that's when I started my business and thus you know doing the YouTube videos because I want to educate them so they all could be successful even people mm-hmm. you know they leave comments and say hey I watched this video i watched your videos and they helped me get over at 90 percent over to 100 percent based off You know, a video that I shared, and they say, hey, I saw this slide and I understand the 38 CFR now. So I'm like, you know what? I was able to educate him to be successful in that case. Take that education and go help another vet.
0: I just realized I still have the banner from way back when for your YouTube channel. So I actually just put that up here. I guess I didn't delete it because a lot of times I clear out everything. I did delete a lot of things like the overlays, but I didn't delete that. So there was information for his YouTube channel so you can check that out. Um, and as everybody that follows me knows, I'm on like all the platforms. I'm not just on one. Okay. Um, so if you want to listen to the podcast, I'm anywhere. We podcast me found hello, Vanessa media, and I'll be breaking this video up into segments over the next number of days and weeks when I have time to do it. And, um, rumble YouTube, LinkedIn, that's where it's at. And that's Dwayne's YouTube channel. For those of you listening to podcasts, youtube.com backslash Dwayne Kimball, that's yeah. D-E-W-A-Y-N-E-K-I-M-B-L-E. And to end on a positive note, I will say, because I don't want to be, you know, a real downer over here, although I know I can be. Um, and I say that, you know, my goal of my videos, while to pee, it's my own compulsion to do them in podcasts, is also to be as concise as possible and pulled together as possible so it's not to rant and rave like a crazy person over here. Um, <laughs> but I will say on a positive note, that fortunately the VA as a whole has been forced by Congress and others to clean up its act on a lot of different levels. And there's more, I'd say, checks and balances or ways to, uh, avenues to go about airing grievances than there ever were before, which I think puts pressure on getting things resolved, even for people that want nothing to do with resolution. And I will say just in my own experiences as a veteran, though, Other areas of the VA, I feel like have become a lot more respectable and respectful in their communication with me, I know, than what I dealt with like eight years ago. Um, And there's been a lot more, like certain areas of the VA, not the VHA in my area, but certain areas of the VA are recording those phone calls. Thank you, Jesus. And so they have cleaned up their act because of that, I've noticed. So that's a positive note.
1: Yep. And also, I uh, just want to uh, let anyone know, if you're in the Tampa area, uh, this weekend I'm doing a live event. Uh, it's going to be about three-hour training. It's going to be a free event. Uh, you can go to my website at uh, kmd89.com, kmd89.com, and you can sign up. Uh, it's going to be at HCC Dale Mabry Campus uh, at uh, 9 Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yep. KMD89.com. There you uh, go. So they can sign up there. We're going to limit the seating because of, of Florida's being one of these hot spots uh, for mm-hmm. COVID. So we didn't know if we were going to put it on in person and make it virtual. Uh, so I'm just going to restrict it to a small group. Um, but we're going to, you know, have, uh, like I say, it's going to be free. Uh, normally I do it online, uh, but I wanted to do it in person. So Definitely, if you're in the Tampa area, if you're a veteran or a family member of a veteran, you know, come out, support, and just get educated. Don't be frustrated, get educated.
0: (sighs) Okay. Well, if you're me, you're in a perpetual state of frustration and irritation, but it's all about, it's all about this is why I wrote this anger management (laughs) Uh Uh (laughs) or irritation management.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: there it but she it irrit- Frustration, irritation, management. All right, Dwayne. Well, it's been real. I'm gonna go ahead in this broadcast. I'm